0: Thanks for tuning in. Hi, I'm Neville Judd from Hexagon Radio. Mines embracing autonomy must implement a wide range of technology from command and control to safety systems. With us to discuss Hexagon's approach to a successful autonomous program, a mining division CTO, Rob Doerr, and VP of Autonomous, Andrew Crose. Gentlemen, thanks for joining us today.
1: Thanks having us, Dan. Yeah, good morning.
0: You bet. So, uh, Rob, let's start with you. Hexagon promotes uh, an autonomous connected ecosystems strategy, otherwise known as ACE. What does that mean for mining and and how does this model accelerate innovation in the industry?
1: Yeah, I think typically in the mining industry, we're we're very focused on safety, costs, productivities, these sorts of areas. And traditionally, we've been drawn to the tools that we have at hand, you know, like mine planning for sort of strategic and or tactical planning or schedules, um, as well as operational technologies, such as FMS, to really help drive those efficiencies. But now the industry has started to or has begun the adoption of more autonomous vehicles uh, and looking at embracing data and that hyper-connectivity of data, um, really starting to gain more value from the analytics. Um, But I guess my question has been, what happens when we tie all of that together, the efficiency and the automation, and this is where we really start to see the true autonomy side of things. Um, I really like the example, I think. The technologies that we love the most are really the ones that we don't have to think about. So they're the ones that think for us. Spotify is a great example. It learns the music we like to create playlists from and it's eerily accurate. Spotify is doing so much more than just logging what we're listening to. It's actually looking through that log and leveraging the information out of there and starting to create those playlists for us autonomously. So this is why we're focused in the mining division on autonomy and from a hexagon level. It really is the ultimate form of putting our data to work which leads to the greatest gains of efficiency, quality, productivity. And they're the outcomes that we hear every day from our clients out in the industry itself. I guess, where does that lead to then with regards to innovation? I think it unboxes those traditionally disparate silos of the value chain and will ultimately enable us to see areas of improvement that we've never been able to see before. Uh, and ultimately, who knows what that sort of innovation that'll unlock going forward into the future?
0: That's an interesting analogy. I'd never thought about it that way from the the Spotify point of view, but uh, it's uh, it's an interesting way of looking at it. Um, if we look at what a typical roadmap can be like for an autonomous program, Andrew, um, how do you think companies can can ensure that they're achieving lasting value.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Nev. Uh, I, I think to almost c- continue on with that analogy is, is, if you look at the types of minds in the world out there, they're as complex and diverse as people's musical tastes. You might have a large brownfield that is the complexity and nuances of a giant symphony to a small quarry that has the complexity of a, a three piece power punk uh, trio. In that, this this concept of an econ- autonomous connected ecosystem allows that footprint of technology to be adapted and um, really tailored to what that unique mind's needs are and how to have the best ROI from an autonomous program. Whether it's the classic legacy systems of the ultra-class dumpers, to the uh, newer technologies that are enabling the small dumper style trucks to even some of the small cabless um, styles we're seeing. So we definitely see this, this roadmap being a tailored roadmap, but leveraging the technologies of a of an autonomous connected ecosystem to, to learn and fit to that exact operation for the best long-term value and understand these operations change over time. So that as these operations evolve, whether it's a, a greenfield that just starts a overburdened stripping operation that's later going to have 150 haul trucks, that changes and evolves as the operation changes. Uh, no longer do you have to just say, we're going autonomous with a, with a legacy system. We need to find an isolated pit or a new greenfield mine to try it out at. But we can truly look at any operation.
0: So, how does the the integration of Hexagon solutions create the ROI that Andrew mentioned, Rob? And 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 how does Hexagon do this better, in your opinion?
1: Yeah, I think we probably you know, go back to the same Spotify analogy. Uh, ultimately, creating almost our own playlist. When we look at the some of the technologies from the mine planning space all the way through to the operational technology stacks and safety stacks that. Really do enable autonomy. Um, what we're starting to see is all of these different areas of convergence within the data sets, within the actual hardware, and within the way that we want to present that back to our clients out in the field. And so as we work our way through that, you can really see these different areas that the mining value chain is is improving from. I guess um, on that point, I think. The fortunate part is within the Hexagon framework is we have so much of this technology at our disposal. By bringing it all together, we're really starting to see where we can improve the playlist for, for our clients and continue to tailor it for each one of those operations, as, as Andrew said. And it's um something that is dynamic and evolving. And as we find out, every operation has its nuances. And it's how do we continue to tailor that uh, play this for each one of our clients going forward
0: so with 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 great opportunities, obviously there can be um, obviously challenges, and i'm I'm wondering, Andrew, about some of the the common pitfalls that minds can run into when they implement autonomous programs. What have you seen?.
2: Yeah, so I, I still think people and, and and the community and the license to operate is the greatest pitfall that mines face, whether it's an autonomous program or or any um, automation or technology initiative. You know, bringing the employees and the staff and the operators and the drivers along in the journey, ensuring that the community sees this as a benefit to them and as they're part of the, the solution to mine safer to mine more efficient, um, that it not just benefits the mine and the bottom line of the mine, but but enables uh, the operations to be safer and have that zero harm uh, belief ingrained in how we do things, and then from a wider community perspective, that they're enabled and brought along as part of the journey, whether that's upskilling the local community as we have done on um, supporting the autonomous technology or building or, or building initiatives around community engagement, involvement, education, training, healthcare, that that, that holistic concept uh, of of making sure that people are not forgotten when you ought to be.
1: I think on top of that as well, Andrew, some of the things I've seen is why are clients wanting to put in autonomous solutions and identifying those quick wins, those goals of what they're really trying to achieve, inefficiencies or um, within safety and, and ticking off on those KPIs as they deliver. Um, I think we've got to be cautious that we don't just put in autonomous solutions for the sake of them. Every, As we've said, every operation is different. Every operation has uh, different drivers and KPIs that it needs to meet. And I don't think it is a one-size-fits-all. And so we need to make sure that we identify the why each one of these is wanting to implement those solutions uh, upfront, and then work through that process as we throughout the implementation. Otherwise, the economics and and as Andrew mentioned, some of the social impacts that uh, we identified can be missed, and then it's a no start from the very beginning.
0: So, final question for for both of you, and I think you've you've both in in various ways alluded to to part of the answer here, but I'm wondering what uh, do you consider to be the most important aspects that mine should consider when they're developing an autonomous ecosystem? And also how do you see autonomous projects evolving in the future? And, and Rob, if we could start with you.
1: Yeah, I think uh, autonomous projects into the future are going to become obviously more commonplace and I think the the beauty of that, as they become more commonplace, we learn more as an industry and we are able to evolve and become better. And that's through both you know looking at the processes, having educated and trained and skilled people, uh, as well as evolving uh, the technology. and we've got to make sure that we do that fast enough to to keep up with the changes or or the potential uh, improvements that we can get in operations through autonomous solutions. So I think that's from, you know, into the future. Where do we go from today? You know, we really need to identify, as I mentioned previously, like what are our KPIs? What are our goals that we're trying to achieve with Autonomous? Um, And, you know, I'm interested, are there particular tools or ways that we can actually even um, derive some of this value or understand some of these areas of concern going forward. I'm not sure Andrew, if you've, what, if you've got any experience on that front.
2: Yeah, I, I see. definitely when I think about this question and I, I think about the future, I, I kind of want to also look back in the past and where we've come from as an autonomous mining industry. And the aspects that you used to have to consider were, were very slim, right? Is are you ready to buy new trucks? Are you a greenfield or a new isolated pit? Are you going to operate with 15 or less trucks? And can they be one of these handful of select three or four models? That's where we came from. That's the legacy of, of the existing systems in the market. The future is gonna be much more diverse. And in that regard, we work with partners across whether the mine projects team or um, some select consultants that we've we've identified that have deep expertise in this and have expanded that solution set of things that need to be considered. You know, no longer are you limited to a certain or a handful of truck makes and models. No longer do you need to just consider it for a new pit or a greenfield. No longer should you consider it just for small fleets. Um, The the amount of potential autonomous sizes and configurations and and value propositions have changed considerably. And we use tools even like Hexagon's economic evaluator to look at all of these factors and really determine on the multiple things that we could automate within a mine, which would have the biggest bang for the buck, which would have the largest return on investment. And as we forecast this out and we look to the future, we actually see a world where we're able to automate and effectively remove almost all, if not all people from the mining areas, you know, drones for survey, Obviously, autonomous haulage, um, autonomous shovels or, or teleremote shovels, uh, autonomous uh, auxiliary equipment like water trucks, graders, etc. We we really want to see the full breadth of autonomy into the mine, while also understanding with the with the sheer breadth and depth of autonomous programs that could be initiated, which one should be prioritized based on the highest ROI.
0: Gentlemen, uh, great insight into a fascinating topic. I'm already envisaging the, uh, the Spotify audio soundtrack for this podcast. I, I really appreciate you joining us today. Thank you, Rob and Andrew.
1: Thanks, Neb. Appreciate it, man. You bet. Thank you, Neb. Cheers. You, you
0: bet. A big thank you to our guests, Rob and Andrew. For more information about today's topic, visit hexagonmining.com. And to listen to additional episodes or learn more, visit hxgnspotlight.com. Thanks for tuning in.